me uh, an asking the question, <clears throat> getting in touch with your feelings. Uh, what does that mean to people? Because uh, that's uh, often said these days that we must get in touch with our feelings. And because there's a sometimes the in the Western mind the we're quite good at following rituals or orders, disciplines, uh, ideas, ideals. And we don't. Sometimes we don't really know what we're feeling. We don't know how to. You know, we we might uh, have all kinds of good ideas and views and opinions about things, but and be quite committed to uh, the noblest efforts of liberation and enlightenment, but not actually know how we're feeling. Or some people feel everything, but they don't know how to interpret it. They, they feel, uh, they, they pick up all kinds of things and feel a lot, but they, they, they interpret it in a, in a way that makes them suffer. They get too sensitive or too, into, and, and feel it, and interpret it in a personal way. So in the Buddha Dhamma, we're. This is this isn't a, just a cold-hearted uh, teaching in which we're kind of deny, just dismissing feelings as impermanent and not self or just regarding our feelings as irrelevant to our practice, or to uh, give feelings a kind of too much importance to where we, we uh, indulge and get lost in our feeling. Since the, uh, the Buddha established his teaching around mindfulness of the way things are, then, then the way we're feeling is very much important uh, reflection and, and, and part of the path, to be able to, to put it in the context of, of what it really is. This is a sense realm, sensitive realm, so we, it is a realm of feeling. We have to feel from the time we're born to the time we die. Things in, uh, contact this formation, impinge on it, and we feel it. But like many things, we get so used to, we, we, we're afraid of this sensitivity because uh, we, we know that a lot of uh, that which comes in towards us is unpleasant and undesirable. So, so the human mind tends to uh, try to get away from unpleasant, trying to uh, seek the pleasant. And so this, this is what they call the samsara, where the, the human individual is uh, in just in this pattern of reaction, trying to deny or get rid of the unpleasant, when it, or uh, being frightened or terrified or anxious about the possibility of unpleasant experiences and feelings in, in some time in the future because of already having experienced them in the past.
in the Paticca Samuppada, this uh, course is a, is a good way to reflect on this because uh, it's a kind of uh, gives the structure of, of how this takes place. Uh, like the, the basic ignorance is, uh, is I am uh, the body, I am feelings, I am the perceptions, the sankharas, the consciousness and so forth. And uh, this assumption, this, this identification, this attachment to the five khandhas always puts us in this state of, of where we are uh, anxious and, uh, and worried about possible unpleasantness even before it happens. In a realm of fear, it was interesting, uh, some of the morning meeting the other day, somebody was asking him about uh, babies, and, and one of the monks answered that, saying that babies, uh, they start seeking pleasure, seeking as pleasurable experiences, as many as, as, as they can possibly manage. And, and of course, pleasure, anything pleasurable is addictive. Pleasure, if you, if you look at how it, uh, uh, pleasurable sensations, uh, uh, what or pleasure, pleasurable thoughts or experiences? They all the 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 addictive quality of pleasure is that we want more of it. So you have one taste that tastes uh, sweet and delicious. You want another, uh, and then after that you want another. So that that addiction is 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 the where when we keep wanting something and uh, trying to get more and more of something that we find pleasurable. And then, of course, a lot of our experience of life is unpleasant, isn't it? The human situation, just so much of it is quite uh, uncomfortable, unpleasant, uh, can be quite painful. Uh, just the, the body itself, it's, uh, it's a, a study in, in pain and discomfort and uh, what can be quite disgusting and what quite unpleasant in itself is our bodies are are a source of much displeasure discomfort for us so coming from a vicha then the if i am this then then there is a, a you know one feels a increasing desire to to seek pleasure or at least to get away from, from what is unpleasant. Wanting happiness, wanting all the, the uh, security and, and good fortune, wealth and, and fame, and all these are, are offers a possibility of some kind of pleasure, some kind of security. And so the unawakened human being and, that is not aware of, of Dhamma, then we, we are merely caught into this avicca and, um, and the process goes on. We wonder why, even, even when we get uh, what we want, why it is, uh, why we aren't happy, why it doesn't completely satisfy us, and why it doesn't take away our worries and anxieties. So the Buddha said 
the problem lies in the fact of this basic ignorance, this uh, this sense of oneself, of, of being a this this human body and the and the conditions of the mind, being a person, being somebody, and this means that we 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 attach to to the body and to the mental conditions, the perceptions, the feelings. the thoughts, the habits, and so forth. We, we, we constantly think, and, and uh, we think about these as being me. As we get older, this, uh, this becomes even more troublesome, because um, we, we form a very strong sense of ourself that is based on all kinds of experiences and comparisons. Isn't it in a competitive society we're, we're always in a, uh, we're always comparing ourselves with somebody else and we have ideas and ideals of how things should be and how they shouldn't be. And the realities of life uh, can be unnoticed and, and uh, dismissed and ignored for a, uh, hopefully, getting something, getting security, getting what we want in the future. And not being able to find any joy or peace or rest in the present. So one can live one's whole life just on this, uh, and just following this, these habits that you develop when you're young. And they can just, uh, if they go unquestioned, and uh, never reflected upon, then we just operate in that mode till we die and get reborn again. Now the Buddhist teaching is one that uh, awakens the mind to, to, uh, to free oneself from the, this basic delusion. And so, in our meditation, we're, we're learning to, say, find that place or recognize, recognize or realize that point of mindfulness, that place that we can rest in, where we can see things as they are. Where we can see the, the comings and goings, the arising and ceasings of the selves, our loves and hates, our fears, our worries, our anxieties, we can actually witness their, their presence and their absence. So this mindfulness is, is, is a reflective ability to, to note, to watch, to listen, to, to discern the difference between uh, the actual uh, conditions of the moment and for what they are and the tendency to attach and identify with the conditions. And it's a very uh, subtle kind of balance point because it's easy to go 
to, to interpret everything from the old uh, habits of self. That's what we're used to. So in, in the, on this retreat, the, the, I keep encouraging you to contemplate what is self and what isn't. Because this is this is this is the most important thing to know. What, when do you become somebody, and when are you not anyone? When is there grasping, clinging, and when is when when are when is when is it that there isn't any clinging or grasping? And so this is something that only you can see yourself, isn't it? It's, a, it's a, within the mind. And so mindfulness is, is a learning to, to say, a, a sustained attention and to recollect, to bring into consciousness, to, to notice. To, to mentally notice, observe the time, the place, the conditions, the body, the, uh, the, uh, the, the mood, the feelings, the thoughts, in terms of, of what they really are, that which is present now, and looking at it no longer with interest in, in regards to it and being personal, but in, at, in terms of Dhamma, the way it is. So feelings and getting in touch with one's feelings is, is a very important part of the practice, to, to recognize and to be able to, to say, look at, to, to consider and, and hear and listen to, to the, the, what you're actually feeling the mood, the state of mind you're in. And so the mindfulness is, is where one is able to, to provide uh, that kind of attention. It's not, say, when we think and when, we, when we're caught up in, in uh, say, just concentrating the mind on an object, then, then we suppress feeling. We tend to ignore, suppress, not notice, because all our attention is on something else. So in the, in the foundations of mindfulness, four foundations of mindfulness, this jitanupasana, the, ment the state of the mind, the mood of the mind, is an object for reflection. To be able to, to see it for, uh, as that, and that which can see, that which is aware, that which is mindful, is you, you, you contemplate that that which is aware of feeling is not, is not the feeling. The feeling, the mood you're in, can be very personal. It can be uh, uh, seemingly uh, very much me, very much mine, very much what I am. That's how feelings are, aren't they? They're, emotions and that they're, they're very convincing 
very real for us in terms of their 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 kind of uh, impact on consciousness. You can say, I am you, I want, I need, I've got to, I must, this is absolutely essential. I'm hurt, I'm offended, you've shattered me, you've, you've disappointed me. And, and all these things, these emotions can be going on, and they're very, uh, you know, very powerful and very convincing. But also, there is that in each one of us that can observe it. And sometimes this is, this is, you know, I've had experiences in my life where, well, I've been really uh, indulging in moods and and caught up in in uh, things like self-pity. I used to like to feel sorry for myself. And I remember, the, you know, going through periods where I kind of wallow in this self-pity, and then something, some inner voice would say, oh, stop it, being silly. Now, where did that come from? And yet the self-pity had all the, all the uh, you know, certainly a highly developed in, uh, habit of, of feeling I am this person who uh, this this being who feels sorry for himself, and yet behind all that, there's something that that, that knew that this was uh, that this was just being uh, indulgent, wasn't being real. It was was just uh, following. Was, would like to wallow in in a sense of one's feeling that life had not been exactly all that fair or just to to me. being offended by things, the way people say things, or and you can always, you can tell if some, you know, if you're, if you're very attached to your position, and, uh, and then somebody uh, doesn't respect your position, you can feel offended. And, and you realize, oh, I'm, I'm a senior monk, and you can't treat me like that, because I, you're supposed to respect me. You know, I would never say that. You know, I'm too proud to say say that. <laughs> I just sit on it. I say, you don't have to respect me. But then there's also the feeling of being offended, if not respected. And then there's, but there's something that can observe that feeling of being offended. And it is, uh, it can contemplate that very feeling. Sometimes you feel it right in here, you know, your heart or in your guts. You can feel really, you feel various emotions. So that's the thing to trust is the. Is the uh, is that which that's your refuge? Is that which can observe it? Mm. Refuge is not in being a senior monk. That is, believe me, it's not worth attaching to, or uh, being a teacher, or being uh, older, or or even being is a. As a I'm only an anagarika. That can be a refuge. Mm. 
I'm nobody. I'm just an ordinary guy. You know, I'm really nobody. That can other be another, another uh, kind of identity that that one is attached to and one takes refuge in. I'm not like Ajahn Zamed who thinks he's he's a big monk, habit of monastery and all that. I'm I'm just satisfied with being an ordinary anagarika. It's still a conceit, isn't it? And then ordinary anagarikas can get offended if they're not respected and not their their sensitivities aren't considered and they're not treated properly, they can feel offended too. This doesn't mean that, that we should go around insulting or offending each other just to, to give each other things to practice with. We do have a, a system of etiquette which we all should try to respect and follow. But inevitably, uh, we are, if, you know, but we can get addicted to that. We can expect, we can expect life to be, uh, you know, that, that life should respect us because that's what the Vinaya says. Well, that's what the tradition is. But those moments where we, where we do, we, we are suffering or we're upset or we feel hurt or misunderstood are moments where they, we take the time, we have this, this encouragement to observe, to take the position of, the, of that which is the one who is aware of this rather than, than either indulging in the feeling or suppressing it. So this is mindfulness is, puts us in a kind of transcendent relationship to the condition. Mindfulness isn't a condition, it's not something uh, that you create, but it's the, it's the, so it's not something that you can grasp, you can't grasp mindfulness. You can grasp the idea that you should be mindful, but that's me, I'm, I'm somebody who should be mindful, I can I can get hold of that one and then always feel despair when I don't feel I'm being mindful enough or I'm not being mindful I feel despair with myself but I'm grasping that I have a, a view about what mindfulness is and then I, I'm holding to that view and that's not, I mean, because I'm not mindful of that of the grasping of a view So then mindfulness can only be the state where, the, where one is say, the, a paying attention to the way things are, to what your heart's saying, to what your guts are saying, to what the, uh, the body is like, what the, the time, the, the place is, the atmosphere, the environment, the vibes. Mindfulness means that we can we can say that with the, the, the four foundations as a, as a kind of reference point, something to to, uh, to to know how to use that that teaching, satipatthana, so that that we you know we say the body for example. So when we're mindful, we can we can actually uh, know what's happening in the body what it feels like, if it's hot or cold, if it's uh, where there's tensions, where there's touch, where there's pressures, where there's pleasure, pain, 
where there's tingling, where there's a subtle sensation. Uh, so mindfulness means that we, the body is, is in our consciousness. It's an object, it's a foundation, it's something that we can contemplate. We don't have to look at it with our eyes, we can, we can feel it, it becomes conscious when we open, when we open the mind and start noticing just the, the, the posture that it's in, or the breath, or the, all the uh, feelings of it, the sensations, the tensions in it. With Vedana, we can observe the, the, fe- the, 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 the uh, sensitive state of pleasure, pain, and neutral ex- uh, experience through the senses. We can contemplate the fact of, of, of the feel of the power of attraction or repulsion through, through the uh, sense organs. So even though we, we feel maybe attracted to something, we can also contemplate that attraction. We can, we can recognize and we can, we can consider it, ponder and, and notice that being attracted or being repelled, what it's like, being neither attracted nor repelled through the senses, through the states of mind, the mood, whether whether we're feeling happy or sad or fulfilled or destitute or contented or discontented, whatever, these are moods can be observed. So, and then the, the tamanupasana, a mental object, that which is aware of everything as an object, that all the, the, the all that is subject to arising is subject to ceasing. The whole, uh, say the the um, the physical, the all the mental conditions is then seen in the in the sense of oneself one's conceit, one's uh, emotions, one's uh, habits are then seen in this, in this, in this uh, category of Dhamma, the mental objects. So what is an object is, is then seen, that even the self-view is an object then, even the the emotions, uh, the self-pity, the the feeling of, a, of being offended, the the me and mine, the whole lot is seen as an object, seen as dhamma. What is subject to arising is subject to ceasing. And that purity of knowing, that purity of of mindful, intelligent knowing the way things are. And I've said many times, you can't get beyond that. You can't, uh, you can't know the knower. You can't know the knowing. There is the, there is this, it's like this. And it's not a person, is it? It's not a, 
it has it is not anything that we can grasp I mean when we try to name it or, and that then it becomes an object again as long as we're trying to to uh, to get it to name it to to hold it to grasp it to to really understand it through definition and then, then whatever we name it whatever we perceive it it's not that So that's why the attitude, say, is one of, say, opening, uh, contemplating, uh, relaxing. The mind is relaxed. It's at ease. It's not, it's not trying to get anything or resist anything. Say, we're, not, we're not trying to resist evil and get happiness. But the, but the mind is resting it's 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 peaceful and it's and it's relaxed so then it sees things in in that way of what is dhamma there is this 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 intelligent knowing of things as they really are so when the buddha when this his teaching is described as the elephant's footprint it's a interesting metaphor because this kind of uh, approach of course includes everything I mean all conventions all formations everything it's anything that we can possibly think of or experience in this form as a human individual all culture all religions all conventions all realms of existence, the Brahma realms and the Deva realms in, in the Buddhist cosmology are then objects of the mind rather than states that one is, is, is trying to become. Very interesting, isn't it? Where, where being born in, in a radiant realm of Brahma, which sounds very nice, that to be to spend 84 billion eons just radiating light with just blissful radiations for 84 quadrillion eons. Might as well make it as long as we can. Of just bliss forever, for, for eternity. But of course, eternity is 84 quadrillion eons in terms of, of uh, because it's still a condition, isn't it? It's still, it's still an object, it's still a, a dhamma. What is, what begins end? So you realize that the Buddha is pointing to this, this amata dhamma, this am, amatapadam, this immortal, this transcendence into immortality. The immortal awakenness in which the 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 objects are seen the the mortal objects are then recognized in terms of dhamma
Now, applying this to just a, a human individual experience and personal experience, you know, each one of us has our karma, the kind of character and habits and the way things happen to us, which can be extreme or can be just nothing much at all. And some people experience all kinds of, of extreme uh, uh, mental, emotional experiences, and other people just have nothing much happening. Just a little anxiety, worry, uh, little things here and there, a little kind of depression or, or upset stomach or bad memories or whatever, but, and other people have, uh, their karma seems to produce all kinds of interesting phenomena for them. But, but that's not the point. It's not whether it's, it's, it's just mediocre uh, and, and dreary stuff, or it's uh, the most uh, fascinating scenarios, uh, melodramas and, and extravaganzas of the emotions. We're looking at it in terms of knowing what it is as an object, recognizing it, seeing it, bearing with it, not judging it, not, not making any comments about it, but just accepting it for what it is. The knower of the world, seeing it in terms of what is subject to arising is subject to ceasing and is not self. So in practice, you know, like in a say meditation hall and that, and, or in your rooms or wherever you're practicing, this, this uh, you know, don't try to, to kind of make too much of this, but learn how to, to just say, pay attention, even if it's just for a few seconds. I mean, the problem with many of us is that we grasp the ideas and then we try so hard that we we, we kind of pay attention and we, we're, so, we're so trying so hard to pay attention we don't see we're grasping the idea of mindfulness or that we should be, we should be mindful and we should pay attention. So that's why it's moment by moment more. This is a very humbling. Uh, meditation is very humbling because we can't make it uh, happen uh, just out of the wanting to, to, to because we're, uh, according to the way we understand it and want it to happen. We have to learn how to humbly learn from something just uh, it's very simple and from, from failure, from, from disappointment. interesting, uh, just the perception of time, because I've contemplated past, uh, present, future perceptions for so long now, and, just, and maybe it's the age I am, but uh, thinking, you know. I was giving a talk the night before last at this same time, and now that's it's, it's completely vanished. I hardly remember it. 
and now this, this talk's nearly over. It'll just vanish into the void. Tomorrow, I'm going to go back to my little kuti and go through the same routines, then be here in the morning for the chanting. And like we were here this morning, but this time it's gone now. All this, 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 this passage of time is zipping by, zooming by. And yet that's all, how it always has been. And yet I don't remember feeling it so strongly as this. I remember thinking, not thinking in terms of it. I mean, it always seemed like one was looking forward to something in the future. Or there always seemed to be something like your, your mind was creating. Uh, you had certain kind of attitudes that, uh, that gave a sense of kind of more solidity and stability to the conditioned realm. You believed in the conditioned realm. You didn't question it. It was reality for you. So you didn't really notice what it was, what was really happening or what it was like. You just, you just uh, went along with it and, and never, never looked closely. But the mind was always thinking about the next thing. And with mindfulness, in the, where you, you are breaking down the, the illusory uh, quality of, uh, of the uh, conditioned realm, then it, it has this kind of very ephemeral, very uh, rapidly changing, never the same. Then I was thinking, how, you know, the walking meditation this afternoon, thinking, you know, the Romans built that road out in front. St. Margaret's Lane, they say it was a Roman road. I think 2,000 years ago, so maybe there are a bunch of Romans here in this very spot that I'm walking meditation in. Realizing Roman, uh, probably they had the the British building the roads. <laughs> the natives, but the Romans were from, from Rome were making it happen. And then the Queen Elizabeth I was supposed to have spent uh, time at Ashridge. She's probably she's probably travelled on this road, Saint Margaret's Lane, on her way to Ashridge. That was what. 500 years ago. I'm sure when Queen Elizabeth I was alive, she, her life was also just a very significant uh, matter of uh, being an important person and having to deal with all kinds of intrigues and political, social, economic problems that were happening at that time. But now gone, all disappeared. Just memories. Uh, a thousand years from now, after we build this temple, we think these these big round uh, balls out by the swimming pool. We sink them into the ground, and these balls there under the ground. A thousand years from now, we're going to build the temple so it can at last a thousand years, so that. For what? 
<laughs> this sense of time, isn't it? And I think the Buddha lived 2,500 years ago. And then they've discovered some caves, recent discoveries in France, in the Ardèche, where there are caves that are that have this, this artwork in them of, of prehistoric uh, humans, uh, these kind of animal, paint, beautiful pictures of uh, animals and, and woolly rhinoceroses and animals that you don't would never think could have ever lived in France. <laughs> That's twenty thousand years ago. 20,000 years ago. And so our little span on this stage is very, very brief and very fleeting. But as you observe, the, the, uh, there's the self, the sense of self, the conditioned self of me and mine. You see, but that is also, that's just fleeting kind of feeling of, and yet we believe in it, don't we, as, as I am some kind of permanent soul. Uh, myself, me, as, a, as, as this person, is the assumption, the, the, the belief that, that it is a kind of, there's something there, some, some essential thing that's truly me. And yet when you, when you go to investigate it, you can't find anything that you can say is truly me. So then the refuge isn't in, 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 uh, in ideas of, of me or the soul or of God or anything like that, but in, in this pure state of conscious knowing that is possible for us, a mindfulness. That's the refuge, that's, a, that's the point of, that you can rest in, that is safe, that, is, that will never disappoint you where all disappointments can be seen as Dhamma, where all feelings of being offended and being somebody or one is, is seen for what it is and, and no longer empowered with belief, identification, attachment. So the, the clues are the awakened one, the Buddha is the awakened one, the awake, attention, mindful. These are, these are words, yes, but they're, they're also, you know, they're, they're the clue to what, to the way of practice, to the path, to the evil path. Paying attention, isn't it? watching and listening, contemplating, reflecting. Uh, he gave very good teachings on how to do this. And the Four Foundations of Mindfulness, the, 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 the Four Noble Truths, the Paticca Samopar, they're very uh, skillful. They're, they're, but they're not, uh, if not used, then of course uh, you know, I'm someone who understands the Four Noble Truths. <laughs> Something like that, you can, you can, uh, you can attach to the idea that you are somebody who knows the four noble truths and not see the, the, the what you're actually doing. 
I'm someone that's penetrated the Paticca Samuppada. I know it now, fully understand it, I'm an expert. People do that, don't they? they, they they've got views about that they've, that they've attained something or they understand things. But one can also observe that, the feeling that I understand something or that I am somebody who has attained, understands things. They still can get beyond, beyond that one. So through, the, through, the, through that metaphor of the island, the that place that you cannot get beyond, but it has no name, can only be known, can only be realized, but cannot be found as an object. It's not a, it's not a, not an object. It is very uh, center. There is an island, an island that you cannot go beyond. It's a place of non-attachment, non-possession, of no thing. So these are the these are the pointers. These are the clues to the path. Uh, you've got to you've got to find that, or be that. Realize. Like words like realize it, it become very meaningful, more meaningful than find. Or you find something that's separate. But reality, realization is, <coughs> is waking up to the reality of here and now. Realization is, is if you find something, that means it's, there's still a sense of separateness. And uh, I am somebody who lost something and has now found it. But the realization, say, that word realization is like awakening to reality. Like it's here all the time, which you don't notice, because you're asleep, and you wake up, and then you realize. So, I offer this for your reflection for this evening. And the